the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. And Aubrey and I, as proud, we talk about this all the time, Aubrey. We are proud alumni of Wheaton College. I was a class of 99. You're the class of 2000. And so it is our pleasure to bring on the eighth president of Wheaton College and also the author of a new book called Beauty is Your Destiny, How the Promise of Splendor Changes Everything. That's Dr. Philip Riken. Dr. Riken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and it's always great to talk to uh, Wheaton alumni who are making a difference in the world for Jesus Christ. Oh, I appreciate that, so and as nice. we've said, we're very proud of the school and uh, glad for all it's doing. But let's dive into the book. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, let's talk about the book, Beauty is Your Destiny, and just start here. Uh, why have Christians failed sometimes to even consider beauty as even a serious topic in, or a worthwhile topic to even discuss? You know, it's it's interesting. When we list the attributes of God, beauty isn't usually on the list. Mm. And for some reason, um, I just think Christians think of beauty as kind of an extra topic, yes. uh, maybe a leisure topic, but not core to who we are as people made in the image of God, not core to our eternal destiny, not core to our witness in the world. Um, and I, I'd love to remedy that. And, and I think other people, too, are, are writing and thinking more about beauty today than ever. Mm. The title of your book is Beauty is Your Destiny, How the Promise of Splendor Changes Everything. I, I would just love to know the beauty is your destiny. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what I mean is that the, the part of the Christian's eternal hope is that one day we will actually have the opportunity to gaze upon the beautiful face of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. And according to Scripture, that gaze, that beatific vision, as earlier theologians uh, called it, will be so transformational that it will make us eternally beautiful as well. Mm. So I, I think beauty beauty is your destiny. That's that's part of the promise of the gospel. Mm, that, Love that's, that. That's beautiful, like to put it yeah. uh, in that way. Uh, but Dr. Reckon, how does that affect us now? Like, it's one thing to think about the future and seeing the beauty of God and, and being all of the stuff that you, you so well talk about, but how does this anticipation that you talk about in your book transform our day-to-day lives Mm, now? Great question. Yeah, I just think in so many ways. So one is simply a recognition that we were born with a desire for beauty. Mm. And there are so many ways that we can cultivate that. Obviously, in our appreciation of the natural world, also in our understanding and appreciation for the arts, which can be a tremendous vehicle um, for beauty. Also, um, I think an awareness and an appetite for beauty helps us to see beauty in more dimensions, not to have a really narrow definition of what a beautiful person is, but actually to broaden that out um, in a biblical way, I think that helps us love people better, appreciate Mm. people better. Uh, I also think that um, 
I, I think recognizing that our own desire to be beautiful is a legitimate desire. Wow. It can be wrongly pursued. Wow. It can become idolatrous. But at its core, there's something that God has put in us, which is not just a desire to see what is beautiful, but also to participate mm. to, to participate um, in what is beautiful. Um, and that that can be a holy desire when it's channeled in in the right direction. So I mean, those are that's just a beginning. Wow. But I, I think all of us have a calling uh, to see the beauty in others, to see rightly the beauty in ourselves, to create beauty uh, that honors God. Um, just in so many ways, I think it. it influences our daily experience. I want to unpack that some more because I think that is so fascinating. How do we, especially for the Christian, grow in seeing beauty in other people? Yeah, you know, one one thing that helped me to think about this, most of us probably have things that we don't like about our physical appearance, Mm -hmm. and it's easy for us to focus on those things. And then to fail to recognize how amazingly made we are, the parts of us that are uh, beautiful, uh, we tend to focus on the things that are not beautiful rather than the things that are. Right. So that, that's one, just uh, an appreciation of the, the beautiful ways that God has made us. That's, mm-hmm. um, that, that's one way. I also think that um, it's beauty counts for more in human relationships than we even give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just to take a simple example, who are the, um, the, the children in a classroom that attract the most uh, attention? Well, they're, they're gifted in certain ways, perhaps. They're funny, uh, they're athletic, but also they are beautiful. And that makes mm-hmm. a big difference in human relationships. And it's easy for us to get pulled into focusing our attention on certain people that we regard as beautiful, even if we're not self-conscious about it, rather than seeing truly the beauty that God has put into other people in, in a broader way. Yeah. Um, so we, we've got a lot, we, we've got natural tendencies that we really need to work against in our appreciation for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier, this can be, we can go at this the wrong way. Like it feels like there's this battle going on uh, for us as Christians, help people understand uh, when this is done incorrectly, what's the danger when we, you know, we don't find our beauty in Christ and we, we don't have that image, but instead are maybe a more worldly view of, of beauty. So it, it's easy for us to recognize that there are bad things that tempt us because they're bad, hmm. but there are also good things that tempt us because they are good and we are tempted to elevate them to the place that only God should occupy. And, and beautiful things are like that. Some people make a beauty out of, uh, make an idol out of art. Yeah. Some people make an idol out of their physical appearance and they, they are, are crushed if they can't live up to their standards or prideful if they do. Uh, I mean, these temptations are there for all of us. And in some ways, the most tempting things for us are not the bad things, but the good things. And mm. beauty is like that. Mm. So how do, how do we avoid that? It, partly by recognizing beauty as a gift from God and mm-hmm. always giving God the praise for the beauty that we see. It's not just creation. It's not just what we experience mm-hmm. in beautiful music or, or uh, visual art. It's not just the beauty that we see in another person. Ultimately, that's a reflection of God's beauty. And I think if we're quick to return the praise for that to him, uh, it helps put beauty in its right place, not as an ultimate thing, but only an ultimate thing when we find it mm-hmm. in, in the beauty of God. Dr. Riken, one of the things that you write about is that the culmination of all beauty is Jesus, the incarnate Son of God. What do you mean by that? 
Well, it's true morally. Um, where do you see a perfection of character that is so beautifully gentle and mm. merciful and kind mm. and has a healing presence? It's also true in a way, I believe, um, ultimately physically, because Jesus Christ was raised bodily from the dead in a physical body of immortal, glorious splendor. When, when the disciples got even just a little glimpse of that on the Mount of Transfiguration, it was blinding for them. Mm-hmm. So there, there, is a, there is not just a moral, but also ultimately a physical beauty in, in Jesus Christ, um, in, in his incarnation, but also in his glorification. The, the paradox, I think, for us is there's also beauty of, of there's beauty in Jesus in his crucifixion, which, of mm. course, is ugly in itself. There's nothing beautiful about right, physical right. torture and an execution. But there is something beautiful about a sacrifice uh, when one man lays his life down for others. Uh, and we see a, a beauty of, of submission and sacrifice in Jesus. So it, it's multidimensional. Yeah. The beauty of Jesus Christ we can see in many dimensions. Again, the book is called Beauty is Your Destiny, How the Promise of Splendor Changes Everything. And the author is Dr. Philip Reichen. Uh, Dr. Reichen, before we let you go, as we said, your day job is to be the president <laughs> of Wheaton College, a college that Aubrey and I both very much love. I would love for you just as we kick off a school year uh, in a minute or two, tell people, why do you love Wheaton? What, what is it about Wheaton? What, what do you see going on there right now that, that gives you pride and gives you hope? Yeah, the, uh, the simplest way to think about it is I, I've got a lifelong lo- love affair with Wheaton College students. It goes back to my childhood. My father was a faculty member mm-hmm. here. Um, I think it is beautiful what God does <laughs> in the lives of our students when they are on campus, uh, spiritually, intellectually, socially, and in other ways. And then that beauty gets carried out into the world for the sake of God's kingdom. Uh, People ask me sometimes, what's my favorite place on campus? My favorite place on campus is to sit on the stage of Edmund Chapel and look out and see our student body. Uh, That's beautiful. And what God does with that in the world is also beautiful. There you go. Again, one more time. The book is Beauty is Your Destiny, How the Promise of Splendor Changes Everything. The author is Dr. Philip Reichen. Dr. Reichen, this has been a great pleasure. Congratulations on the book. Thanks for spending some time Mm -hmm. with us today. Thank you. And God bless you and our listeners. You as well. You're listening to The Common Good, AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.